Hey, hey, this is the Fight Site Boys. We're doing alternate commentary. Uh, this is on behalf of Alex Hawkins, who has been giving us great content suggestions for many months now. Um, and here's another hit by Alex Hawkins. He's asking for Tony Ferguson versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Um, and Shuram is with me, and Shuram loves Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, how, how does this Very fight true. sit with you? Does it bother you? Uh, not really. I mean, Tony Ferguson, for all the issues that we've had with his, I mean, recent form, and also, like, just generally, he was kind of a janky fighter. He did used to be very good, and this is far and away his best win, but it's also not one that, like, it's not beneath RDA to lose to him, if that makes sense, uh, the same way it was to lose to, like, Michael Chiesa. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sometimes it really do be like that. So this was a, a fine form of RDA, his final lightweight fight. Um, quite an interesting one. It, it seems like a weird case where this is like the only version of Ferguson who'd ever beat RDA, if that makes sense. And uh, we've seen in recent fights, if RDA went for a bit more of a control wrestling approach, Ferguson might have struggled more mm -hmm. than he did. But uh, we're going to watch and see how it went on in the striking. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm ready to watch it. So if you are following along on Patreon, then you're getting the video and you're going to watch the video with me and you'll get my video and it'll be pretty good. If you are listening on a podcast platform, then you do whatever you want, I guess, and you can just listen to it. That'd be kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> or you could, you know, find it on Fight Pass and watch it along with us, in which case you would go to 10 minutes and one second of this fight um, or do something else. I don't know. Imagine it in your head. But yep, those are your instructions. And if you want to get on Patreon and you're not, here are some reasons. Uh, one, for only $3, you can get all the exclusive content on there, which is so much. It's so much content. Insane. Uh, just, you'll never stop. You'll never run out of things to watch or listen to. So that's one thing. Uh, $5 will also get you into our Discord server, which is popping. It's it's popping. Um, it's a good place to be. I, As a life yeah, it really, it really it does. It exists. It does its own thing. <laughs> you know, it's a community. Uh, we did it. We accomplished our goal. So yeah, get in there. It's, it's, it's good. You'll, you'll hang out. You'll have fun unless you suck, in which case you won't have a good time. <laughs> and then you'll know like, Oh yeah, it's me. I'm the problem. So just, just saying, <laughs> if you join our discord server and you don't have a good time, you need to work on yourself. It's not, it's not us. Cause I, I know for a fact yeah, we, we're cool. Yeah. We function as a free therapy session <laughs> for you as well. So, you know, just self-improvement seminar. Just if you don't like us, then you have some changes mm -hmm. to make. Yeah, for sure. And then beyond that, there are uh, tiers for content requests, like what Alex Hawkins is doing. So take your pick, do what you want, play around, uh, but support the fight site because we're, we're the best, we're the best of what we do. Uh, no one's even close. And uh, we also are the best looking. So, I mean, that's two pretty good reasons, I would say right there. Very important consideration. Mm -hmm. All right. So shall we watch... Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos and Tony Ferguson. Yep, talking about the best-looking analysts and the worst-looking fighters in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for those of you again, it's ten oh one. For those of you not on Fight Pass, it's like the second the fight is like waved in. So a uh, three, two, one, go. I need to turn the sound down a little. My God, <laughs> John Jeez. Anik in my ear. Right. <laughs> That's usually pleasant, but you know. So Tony immediately faking that. Here's a question I'll have. Um, with Ferguson changing stances as often, 
Uh, how do you think that affected Dos Anjos's open uh, stance attack base game? Mm, I think it's interesting because we are seeing mm -hmm. him. See, he's already going orthodox and going outside yeah. leg kick. Generally, RDA is very good in both stances. Mm -hmm. Um, against other southpaws, we saw that against Leon Edwards, Ooh. for instance. Uh, he was able to jab in and do some neat stuff uh, from southpaw, southpaw, hooks to the body, uh, lead leg kicking to the body. But constant switching, it will tend to annoy a formalist like RDA. Uh, and we'll see how it affects Ferguson's ability to just you know, take the initiative and never mm -hmm. let it go. And he has variance on his techniques. Like not everybody uh, can throw like an effective lead leg uh, kick to the outside of the leg. Uh, so, you know, sure. he loves targeting the outside of the leg, so it's good that he can do it no matter what the stance matchup is. Uh, and he can punt the inside of the leg, too. So, uh, you know, I think, oh, really nice reactive oh, shot. And nice Ferguson um, yeah. just hips out of it, basically. Uh, but RDA also didn't really drive because, you know, the entry was so deep. He's like, oh, I'm about to bowl him over. And I think he underestimated uh, Ferguson's hip strength. I did a highlight of uh, Ferguson's uh, wrestling in the UFC, and most of it was defense. Um, he... he in the open open space he's pretty good but yeah lately he's been bad at that which is disappointing <laughs> oh the counter jabbing yeah already yeah, seems to get the matchup a bit he's doing a nice job slipping the straight shots and parrying them uh, lots of kicking which i think that's interesting because uh, i don't really know how well already built off his kicks in this fight but that has been an issue for ferguson in terms of positioning Ooh. nice huge <laughs> counter left <laughs> crazy timing yeah he looks sharp yeah, he's dealing with the kicks of Ferguson actively, too. Mm -hmm. First at that takedown uh, threat early yeah. that we mentioned, the big left uh, He's slipping center. outside when Ferguson tries to close the distance with straights, which, you know, seems like a good thing to do when you're fighting Tony Ferguson. Wow, nice. Yeah. Decent little counter shot there from mm -hmm. Ferguson. Yeah. And again, we're seeing the active counters to the kicks that time, trying to get there mm -hmm. with the right hook. So he's trying to force Ferguson to a pocket fight instead of just sticking at the end of his no, range. Nice. Ferguson hand traps. Yeah, his it was way nice in. of Ferguson yeah. to elbow off that too on, on his entry because he knew RDA would be pushing pushing through it. Yeah, in general, it's going to be tough for RDA to play a, a jabby game here as he's trying because mm -hmm. of Ferguson's length. Oh, oh, huge left hand <laughs> counter. And RDA still there proactively. His slipping has been great in this fight. It's not something I remember. Yeah. Oh. Big body kick. And he's recognizing that Ferguson's countering straight mm -hmm. as well. Both guys are trying that pretty consistently. Yeah. It's just that RDA has generally been a bit more defensively sound, just generally. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are, ooh, nice. Actually, I'll do this between rounds. Oh, Remind again. me to talk about why this is a good win uh, between rounds. It'll be obvious oh, but yeah. just to lay a couple things out, but there's too much to talk about it's right RDA. now. It's <laughs> RDA. Like, come on. <laughs> Ooh, oh, another big right hand counter. So RDA doing this. Some I mean, this here. is kind of the blueprint for the for Gaethje's performance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> counter kick and counter front oh. headlock. Ferguson elevates with butterflies, and he's trying to control his posture. Choose a lane, bro. Yeah, RDA doing a good job. Just I mean, yeah. Now that we have a tiny bit of a lull, RDA doing a good job, as you mentioned with the Gaethje thing. Taking advantage of Ferguson's positioning, falling apart when he does mm -hmm. like a lot of things. And of things, course, we also did like, Gaethje Ferguson commentary for Alex Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could even see Benil Daryush like the the first couple seconds of the fight landed mm -hmm. some more kind of kind of big left hand. As oh he my god! Up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. High guard, eyes eyes on him, moving his head like, or you know, adjusting his defense on the outside and the inside, counter jabbing. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of good stuff. Attritional work, the way he's hammering yeah. the body and the legs. Also, some nice little uh, just built-in defense to his shots. We saw him slip with the right hook and then immediately just take mm -hmm. his head offline with the jab. 
Uh, it's really useful when it comes to a pretty committed straight puncher like Ferguson, uh, who isn't that much of a pocket threat. Uh, the the strike stats seem misleading. I would think this is a Dos Anjos win so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's landed yeah. the way harder shots. I mean, he's he's put Ferguson on his back with with his strikes. He's yeah. landed some counters that snapped his head back. He's landed some really hard combinations. Uh, and just inherently, when RDA throw things, they're they're going to land hard. <clears throat> excuse me, harder than what Tony Ferguson throws. Um, yeah. oh, I also love seeing RDA. Like you could see even there, right? He has a good I- idea Stop of cage cutting even there. against an opponent who's going to annoy him in that sense. We saw RDA jab in and a lot of Ferguson's back foot game. We hadn't really seen mm-hmm. it a, a lot, but it's pretty inefficient. There was that sort of spin under pressure that got him hurt really badly mm-hmm. against Gaethje. Right. Uh, but RDA doing some yeah. similar so, things. So why is yeah, this a good so in win? Terms of wins, if, if, no, if you're listening to this and you've never heard us talk about like what makes a win good, um, it's how you rate the opponent, the person that loses, right? So you want to see how good of a performance was it from them and not in terms of how much success they had, but how smart was their approach? How well were their attributes adjusted for the matchup? Like things like that. Um, so RDA taking a really great approach, uh, looking like a great version of himself, uh, holding up really well so far and, and showing a lot of versatility and just looking like, like I said, a, a good version of himself that who's well-equipped for this matchup. Beating someone who is ready to beat you and like it's bringing a good game and, and would beat you if you didn't show up and put on a good performance yourself. That's what matters. Um, so you can say like it's RDA, but RDA has had performances where he didn't do very smart things um, when, when he could have, you know, within his, his means. So it does, it definitely matters to track performances from fight to fight and look at specifics and context as to why something would be better than another. And that really uh, lends itself to how we analyze the skills between weight classes as well. Yeah, I mean, even this fight has a couple caveats. One, this is Mexico City, so like guys gassing out wouldn't be as much of mm-hmm. a damning indictment. Uh, Ferguson coming forward with punch kick combos, by the way, trying to take advantage of RDA slipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is just the weight cut issue that hurt him against Ferguson. Big, big combination mm-hmm. there for Ferguson. And the counter jab and Ferguson starting to counter a bit more actively here. That uppercut might be something interesting with how... Uh, RDA's taking yeah. his head off. Ferguson pressuring way more stubbornly in this in this round, and he's also uh, standing his ground more. And uh, believe it or not, not setting up his shots as much, and just kind of coming in and throwing <laughs> his his real stuff. And just continuing his. Yeah, I liked RDA punching Bowl. off the kick there. Really oh, yeah. dirty snap kick there that landed clean. Oh, and a huge straight to mm-hmm. the body. So he's he's getting onto his win condition now. He's like, I'm not going to beat RDA being careful. Um, like he's he's too slick for <laughs> me right now. So I got to push my advantage, which is my cardio, my durability. Um, and, and put some combinations together and move forward. And yeah, it's, it's working already. <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of, oh, there's that big That's eye another part of the win condition, uh, blind him. Yeah. <laughs> I support it. I mean, not in general. I like RDA winning, but you know, it's a, you it's almost a always get away with it. So sneaky about it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Then. But yeah, I think that's the thing is you're pretty much never going to outthink RDA in there. He's very, very clever with the way that his game works. And you're not going to beat him on his terms. Uh, very few fighters have, I think. You could say Eddie Alvarez did, um, but you know there are some caveats there, and it wasn't a particularly long fight where they had a ton of those interactions, which is something. Uh, so Tony Ferguson, it's he has the attributes to make that work. It's something like how Colby Covington definitely lost RDA, for instance, mm-hmm. but he brought a very ugly fight from RDA yeah. using just not really trying to think with them at all. You don't contend with RDA's system if you want to beat him because his system is that strong. And we're seeing that. We saw that in the first round. So we're back on. So if you were trying to look for something that would 
change, you know, with eye damage or, or visual impairment. Uh, I feel like reaction time would probably be one. Primarily defense yeah, and comfort. And like fire. being a yeah. counter puncher, it's, it's harder, <laughs> which is how he's been winning yeah, the fight nice so little, far. Oh, and there's the reactive yeah, that was shot. Way too high. A nice little, yeah, nice little counter uh, left hand there from RDA a minute ago and getting behind mm-hmm. his shoulder on uh, Ferguson's left hook. Oh, nice. Kind of <laughs> hooked the body off that entry and somehow didn't eat that elbow. <laughs> Ferguson doing a lot of spinning, which, you know, fair mm-hmm. enough. The body kicking's working well for RDA. He's getting a lot of them yeah. for free. And he had success, I think, punching off it earlier. Uh, it's just tough when you're under pressure like this. RDA has kicked on the back yeah. foot decently, but Ferguson's making it tough. Nice little yeah. hand trap elbow attack. Like you said, Ferguson's pretty much always in kicking range, but you know, then you're out of position. He can start his, his combination if you don't put him off his base. So definitely risky. Yeah, that's the thing. Like That's why uh, Pettis, like, concertedly <sighs> punching off his kicks in that fight, big snap kick there. Uh, that's why it worked out so well. Um, See, now Ferguson seems to have figured out his range mm-hmm. a bit. He's reinforcing it with the jab, as we saw uh, in that exchange. A he knows more about ago. RDA shot selection, too. And he might not be like a super, you know, tape study guy <laughs> in, in training <laughs> camp. So it might, he might need to get a look at somebody in a fight before he uh, figures out what he wants to do and what they do. Yeah, he can feel his way into success. Mm-hmm. That's why the Gaethje fight went so badly, because he just couldn't get near him yeah. ever. RDA trying to jab his way back in again. It worked there. Wondering nice. if he abandoned it. Why? Nice counter jab there, yeah. And kicking is also just more tiring than, than boxing a lot of the time. Uh, so yeah. that's another reason why, you know, RDA, like, oh, simply kick more. You know, have a more kick-heavy approach. <laughs> it's like he's on the back foot. Kicking is hard. He kicks hard. So it's hard to modify that. <laughs> and this also isn't the sort of fight mm-hmm. that RDA likes. Uh, he wants to be on the front yeah. foot and dictating the exchanges. Ferguson, even if he's taking damage at kicking range and even in exchanges, he's uh, keeping the, the heat on RDA and tagging him with a lot more straight shots than we're used to seeing RDA take. Uh, lots of closing the door with the jab. And well, yeah, I mean, the jab in general is doing a lot of work. He's flustering RDA at range. Yeah. I think RDA uh, fades if this is Mexico City or not, just because uh, he's getting he's getting winded with shots to the body. He's making him miss. He's making him fight off the back foot, which is making him throw harder. And then the missing is even more taxing. Um, just, it, oh, oh, wow, nice that was there. nice. Look like he took an outside angle. Oh, that might have yeah, staggered that, that, uh, hook at the end, lead hook at the end. Whew. Yeah, I feel like the punch kick combos early and that one there probably keeps RDA from mm-hmm. like really concerted uh, pairing and slipping the way that he's used to. Cool. Again, the body kicks, they're bad. They're really brutal. RDA is coming back, but not with the same sort of like consistency and not with the same sort of setup. Um, Ferguson, yeah, really putting the volume on this mm-hmm. round. Yeah, so we talked about you know RDA not pushing a top game heavy approach. I mean, he's taken two reactive shots and Hasn't they weren't they yet. weren't very penetrative. They didn't work very well. I, I think he was surprised by Ferguson's hips. And in terms of pressuring, he's been playing this back foot game. So. He's like him putting Ferguson on the back foot and putting him on the cage, taking him down against the cage, which is his A game as a wrestler. It's not really there because yeah. he's not prioritizing Getting taking those ground. Positions. Yeah. yeah. And this is um, was uh, RDA with Perillo oh. at this point? Uh, I'm not sure. I feel like he went to Perillo after he got to welterweight. No. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but a lot of the time when, when a fighter like invests more energy into boxing, oh yeah, he got tag clean there. Yeah. Uh, they start backing up more and conceding ground more and believing a lot more in their counters, which 
it leads to some good results a lot of the time, but it can take away other parts of your game, uh, which is why, like, we got mad about. I swear we mentioned this every <laughs> freaking fight. Uh, just this Gaethje, you know, giving up more ground yeah. and not, not focusing on pressure as much. Um, it's just that you could call it an in-between phase, like when they're picking up these new skills and trying them out and fighting a little bit different, like Usman too, when he went to Whitman. Um, Rosna Muniz yeah. already kind of was like that, so it was good for her, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was Whitman for like a yeah. really long time though. So her style was just well. She followed way, Pat so Barry around, so she, she got there whenever he got there. Um, <laughs> That's true. They were at a uh, Rufus Sport for a while. Mm, I did not know that. But you know, Rufus Sport fighters kind of already have a lot of built-in stuff that wouldn't be that different if they switched to Whitman. It would just be like a better version of it. So maybe that should be a more yeah. popular transition. That's also true. All right, back to the actual thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, someone like Sergio Pettis at Whitman would actually be super yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, oh man, big, yeah. I think RDA taking the back foot here willingly, I think it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh, because like, it's tough to say, oh man, Ferguson really extending exchange. And he knows the space through his guard too. He, he's, oh, oh the, nice, nice. He immediately the butterflies slipped there. off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he knows, uh, that placement really well. He's he's hit that lead uppercut a few times. Yeah, I think he understands how RDA's uh, defense is working at this point. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get him shelling up into the ha- uh, into the high guard and just going around it a bunch. RDA's counters, like he is a good counter puncher. It's just not the sort of game that he wants to play. And he's always like I wouldn't say he's underpowered at all, but he's also not the sort of fighter who's gonna like put guys off with singular. Ooh, that counters. was nasty. So <laughs> double jab, little, <laughs> Fergus- little pause, and then came with that combination went body mm-hmm. head. I think he caught him like mid spin attempt too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Ferguson just had to like spin away. That was slick. Oh, <laughs> he did, he did it again and landed yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it's like surely he won't do the exact same thing <laughs> another time in a row, but it has to work. It's too dumb not to work. A little up elbow there. See, I think the elbows is all. The elbow is also kind of interesting with the high guard because it can. Um, kind of sneak through in a way that punches can't, especially that, like, uh, the, the up elbow and that vertical elbow. We saw Chito Vera used a lot against Davy Grant's high guard. Um, it attacks a different sort of plane. It's tough to explain over, like, audio, but <laughs> it's interesting. I was wondering when Ferguson was going to start salsa dancing. It's uh, it's begun a little bit. <laughs> that's, like, my... Threatening the eye poke that's again. That's my, my clearest memory of this fight is that Ferguson dances. Uh, the head kick landed there, but Ferguson, Ferguson just missed everything there and got countered twice. Yeah. So decent exchange <laughs> there for RDA. Hey, toasty buddy. Rude. Very rude. Protesting RDA losing the fight. I think. She doesn't like First she doesn't like this too. pressure. There he is. There he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but jabbing into the hand fight and elbowing off the hand fight, that's pretty cool. And I think Ferguson being such a threat at range is it's hampering RDA's ability to pressure particularly soundly just because he needs his defense to do that, right? It's not working as well here. <laughs> it's no problem. Sorry to everyone for the toasty barks. <laughs> I got to like get in her face to stop her and I'm just not in the position to do that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, RDA generally needs to be able to walk in, counter something that his opponent throws. Did you call that shifting? <laughs> yeah, technically. Oh, oh big counter, counter left there from RDA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's getting easy back to say that if RDA just right. led all the time, he would uh, he would mess him up, but it's just it's hard. It's that's yeah. Demanding. The range is a lot trickier for him in this mm-hmm. fight because a lot of what RDA is doing, it's falling. It's either falling short, it's having to cover a lot of distance on it. Uh, compared cool. to Tony Ferguson, who can just reach out and hit him straight from his stance. Uh, but on the other hand, when Ferguson commits, he, his feet are almost always just a complete mess, and RDA can hit him very hard from it. Uh, <laughs> Clubbed him with that one. <laughs> oh, like a, a huge body, hook body there shot, from yeah. Ferg. Yeah. And they matter so much more in a fight where the pace is. Oh, everything. RDA comes back mm-hmm. with one. Yeah. RDA finding a lot of those straight lefts to lefts himself. And I mean, he could have benefited a lot from more work to the body here, at least to enter. But. Yeah, and I think you know, in terms of rating the the victory again, uh, it's important to note that RDA didn't fold when it became a "I'm going to enforce my pace" type of fight. He responded with his own pace. Um, he he's st- or, you know, risen to the challenge. It's just a very uphill type of battle for him. But he's given as much resistance as he can possibly give, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and I also wouldn't say this is a particularly bad back. No, no, he's there doing are a lot well. of people who think. Yeah, like RDA, he is having trouble with the linear retreats a bit, which is why uh, Ferguson's able to just sometimes just extend the exchanges um, past where RDA is comfortable and keep hitting him. He's not mm-hmm. like an active pivoter the way someone like Jose Aldo is, for instance, and that's always going to be our example, right? Mm-hmm. But, oh, big counter left there from RDA and, and another one. But, Ferguson's got a cheater chin. See, there's one, right? Yeah, RDA breaks the line of attack as Ferguson steps in. He's been doing a decent nice amount of it. Hook. It's just... It's just not with the sort of comfort that you'd expect from a dedicated back mm-hmm. foot fighter. Punches off the kick there. That was nice. Superman punch lands. Lighting him up in his last minute. Yeah. Ooh. Spinning back fist. Oh, and he punches right off it. I wouldn't say RDA is figuring out the dynamic of the fight, but he's figuring out how to land on Ferguson without, you know, See, expending you give RDA energy two that he rounds doesn't at have. This point. I'm not sure. I didn't really know how to score that last one just because Ferguson started I think it was fairly competitive even if Ferguson had the edge for a while, but that last minute was one-way traffic. And he was landing some pretty ridiculous counters. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Ferguson's going to need both of these last two rounds to take it super decisively. Is there a point deduction Um, in this fight? I don't believe so. I think the eye poke not being a point deduction is what got people so rattled about it. Um, Probably a draw in that case. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a 48-47 Ferguson. Uh, first time I watched it, I think it was a reasonably close one at that. But, you know, uh, I'm not going to complain about this sort of smart performance. Yeah, no, no. no it's, it's, tough opponent. it's a really close fight. And yeah. you don't expect RDA to have his best rounds in the <laughs> in four and five um, <laughs> with the way it's been going. Yeah, in this sort of fight, it's going to be tough for him. RDA doesn't typically completely gas, though. He usually drops below a certain threshold and then never goes under that. Like, he has a, a baseline amount of energy that he, he can't really get him out of. Yeah, RDA can ramp it up later when he's in control. It's just that, like, it, there's a reason guys like Usman were able to just take over super, super mm-hmm. hard uh, later in the fight. And it's not just size, because, like, he was big the entire yeah. time, you know? It's something where he just kind of gives up the dynamic of the fight the more it goes, uh, if it's not going his way. Big body kick there from RDA. Yeah. The kicks are working. It's just, it's tough when Ferguson's pushing him back. Ferguson doesn't wear any of the damage. It doesn't seem to be slowing him down at all. So it's just like, you have to land really hard to so it can be acknowledged that you just hit him really hard because it's not going to be an effect uh, unless you knock him on his butt. But it's been happening less because Ferguson's (laughs) been entering a little less recklessly than he was early. 
Oh, nice. RDA doing some good work mm -hmm. in that last like couple seconds. He's drawing out Ferguson's leads on the back foot. So he's able to keep Ferguson nice. just holding him off as effortlessly as he was. But big lead uppercut there from Ferguson. Mm -hmm. So saying that. Uh, RDA with a big rear hand body shot earlier, which we felt. Oh, to mention, nice. But, oh, that knee nice landed. Ferguson. That yeah. stumbles him. Yeah. And that was uh, interesting because earlier, uh, like one another time where uh, Ferguson got collar ties, he was looking to snap him down. RDA, you know, took his own double collar tie and, and hit him with a huge shot. Um, so he, you know, adapted. He showed more urgency in the position to get his offense off if he had the better yeah. position to start. It wasn't just hanging out. That was cool from RDA. Yeah, he knocked him out of stance and tried to keep going with the exchange, mm -hmm. which is cool. Tries to step in elbow there. Didn't work there. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Roll. Recovers from it, though, nicely. I wish he did it more, because then uh, eventually <laughs> RDA would top him. Yeah, nice little left-hand counter there from RDA as well. I don't know if that landed oh, clean. Oh, big parry and low kick. Yeah, from Orthodox, too. I think he's sort of settling back into that sort of game. He's trying to pare down what he really needs to do and trying to get back to the leg kicking. Uh, counter mm -hmm. jab there from Ferguson. RDA slips are still there. His back foot game is still there. Um, as we mentioned earlier, like he is struggling because this isn't the sort of fight that he wants to fight. But he's also not getting backed up against the fence and wailed on the way someone like Pettis was, like in the second round, for instance. That's what a genuinely kind of anemic backflip game would look like. <laughs> Almost ducked into Big a head kick. kick. Yeah. I think it just landed on his arms. We definitely ducked into it there. He catches him on the end. Yeah. Um, I don't want to call it fainting because it definitely isn't in the traditional sense, but Ferguson uh, continuing to walk into RDA's range, but not actually throwing every time has done a lot for him that he can actually just move out yeah. of the way when RDA tries to lead and make RDA <laughs> miss a little bit more, not get countered every time. Yeah, that wasn't... <laughs> That was a nice little shift mm -hmm. there. Oh. I actually like that a lot. He transition. Sort of did the Dustin. Oh, go nah, ahead. you're good. Yeah, he sort of did the Dustin Poirier thing, where he shifted forward with the rear hand, uh, turned into a jab as he stepped through, and then he turned out into a big uh, rear body mm -hmm. shot as uh, RDA fell onto the fence. And again, that's where RDA's like back foot game sort of fails him is when he's pushed back past the point of comfort. Uh, but, oh, nice little underhook mm -hmm. there from Ferg. Yeah, I was gonna say he got his frames in really well though when RDA shot when they're near the fence earlier. Uh, and he did it off the uh, off the knee, so it's a shot where you kind of anticipate that someone might try to get on your hips after that because you're out of base. But he he responded really well, yeah. so he looks really well drilled for this fight. Like all his instincts are are really good um, as a wrestler and grappler, and you know as a striker too. It looks like the best oh. of himself in in every way. Yeah, Ferguson's kicking game is mean in this mm -hmm. round, though. Well, I mean, in a couple of rounds. Like Gaethje still beats this version, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it's just like he's still eating a ton of counters here. Gaethje's a much bigger puncher. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, he's probably better in exchanges. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting question, I guess. Gaethje just made himself harder to back up by drawing the <laughs> counters with his leads and not waiting. Yeah. yeah. Ferguson trying to take this one super decisively mm -hmm. near the end. Huge body yeah, shot this off This is definitely line. his round. Yeah. Oh, big left hand there from RDA. Although his punching form is still kind of wonky, so it was like landing mm -hmm. with the palm. But fair enough, I guess. You know, late in the fight, big leg kick. So, yeah, classic Ferguson here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure he's looked this good against even oh, worse wow. opponents. This was a, this, so far, it's been a very focused performance. 
Uh, one that, I mean, we're used to seeing Ferguson not being held off, if that makes sense, by a lot of uh, his opponents' is what they're doing. And RDA is hitting him very hard mm-hmm. several times. But this is a sort of performance where he's at least showing awareness of what RDA is bringing to him. Yeah. And forcing a pretty strict range and making RDA work to cover it while needling him with straights on the outside. Oh, there's that knee. Yeah, that, that definitely rocks him. Um, yeah, and the deeper into the fight it goes, the more RDA is backing straight up, which is, you know, making Ferguson increasingly more effective on the lead. Um, and yeah. he's, you know, taking some breaks from his, you know, really nonstop combinations uh, to draw RDA forward and then, you know, one to him on that too because he just knows he's, he's, starting to, he's starting to slow down, um, not slipping as actively, um, getting a little more careless on the lead himself because he's trying to get back in it. Um, so he, yeah. he knows where his head's going to be. So he's, he's getting more confident in his timing and his triggers. Uh, so yeah, Ferguson building confidence heading into the last round. Yep. I mean, considering this is Mexico city, the pace is just wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in regular, in a regular sense, it'd be wild. Uh, final round RDA is all marked up as usual with the Ferguson fight. Uh, well, at least as used to the usual, uh, but We'll see if RDA can... Because we've given RDA, what, one round, two I rounds? I gave him two, him rounds. two rounds, yeah. I gave him one yeah. and three. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, round five is going to cinch it, but it's trending Ferguson's yeah. way. Ferguson playing more outside. Um, I, I think it's actually a good idea because he's... I mean, aside from the last round, he's lost the beginning of pretty much every round. Um <laughs> So he's trying to ease into it a little bit more. Nice. Yeah, I think the pressure is a good idea. It's just that he can afford to take the back foot a mm-hmm. bit just because RDA is unable to get the ground that he needs. Um, Ferguson's threat in terms of like at the range that RDA generally has, mm-hmm. uh, he's able to force RDA back pretty much at any time. Big front kick there. I think RDA was mm-hmm. backing away from it. I do see it as a little Ferguson's bit of risk management. Game. It's only been a minute, but I do see it as a little bit of risk management, which is not really something people would associate with Ferguson that much, but like we said, it's it's a really smart performance. Oh, yeah, nice little angle out of the mm-hmm. uh, left hand there from Ferguson. RDA not as effective a counter threat as he was early, but it's still something to yeah. worry about. Ferguson's durable enough to take them, but this has been a close competitive fight. It's just Ferguson's fourth round was probably better than any of RDA's round. That uh, was almost a really nice transition to head and arm. Yeah, and Tony trying to chase him out of the angle, which is nice. You don't generally see guys doing that. Oh, oh big left-hand counter. That's the same one Pettis dropped him with. Yeah, RDA's... I mean, you can see RDA's selling out on some of this, and he's not a big enough puncher to really back Tony mm-hmm. off. Uh, and his back foot game's starting to struggle yeah. a bit more, but... He takes a little bit of space before he uh, he evades sometimes, and when his back's against the cage, it's way harder. Yeah, that's true. Oh, oh big body Off shot. the jab, too. Yeah, Tony's super good at um, attacking guys who have, like, not necess- not even necessarily static guards, right? But RDA's game has generally always been about protecting his head as he moves forward, taking any shots elsewhere. It's, like, just the cost of doing business. Uh-huh. And it works because he's generally the one pressuring, starting stuff, the one with higher volume, and the one with a better counter threat. But here it's not really working as well when he's being forced onto the back foot. He can't get into the range that he wants. He still has good defense, it's just that Tony's able to work around the high guard super well when he has the opportunities. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that felt that 
RDA had bad cardio going into this, I think that would probably make you feel differently. Cause I mean, it's been a really, really high paced fight. Very, very uh, labor intensive. And he's, he looks sure. pretty, pretty good still. I mean, obviously worse than he was in round one, um, but not gone. Like, oops, sorry. Hit my mic. And Tony's doing a lot like, of If you just turned the fight on, you that... would never say that guy's gas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he's chopped up. But... Mm. And Tony attacking the kicks Oof. is also probably doing a lot to keep RDA from going to that route too often. That was neat. Just because being on the back foot and kicking. Yeah, go ahead. He took all that in the gloves and then hit his counter. On the, <laughs> the arms, rather, and then hit his counter. Um, yeah. So he's still having really RDA's nice moments. RDA's defense is still good. Yeah. But he's definitely getting... <laughs> it's just his face. Uh, it's pretty hard to sell that as, as good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in a fight like this that he's pretty clearly losing at this point, um, you can see that RDA's defense is very effective, and you can see how it work on his terms a bit more than it does here. It's just Tony's done a very good job of forcing RDA to give more ground than he wants to. I wonder how the strategy of uh, not caring about getting hit with straights anymore and just walking forward and getting his combinations off, I wonder how that would have paid off if he started that. <laughs> like round two or three oh. um because oh. it's yeah definitely easier for him in terms of uh, like the cardio to not try yeah. to avoid everything <laughs> that's true rda does put a lot of effort into defense mm -hmm. which i mean it's a good thing oh. but yeah i really like the way ferguson's sort of varying the path of his, uh, his shots here we saw him like go straight hook uppercut a while ago that was really nice around uh, rda's high guard and in general it's just the dynamic of the fight in terms of like the directionality which i think is annoying rda um, even if he did want to take the front foot here, as he's gotten the opportunity several times, Tony's doing a really nice job just forcing RDA to concede, you know, not getting any work done in that range. Well, the dynamic of the fight in terms of what was oh, happening in the exchanges, it definitely evolved. But yeah. I do feel like the main thing was just the work rate uh, shifted. And, you know, those dynamics and those dis exchanges definitely determined that. It wasn't like, Fer you know, RDA magically slowed down and Ferguson picked it up. But uh, the way Ferguson started <laughs> fighting uh, in the second round is really was the real start of the fight. Um, and it was like round three was RDA adjusting to it and, you know, his counter game picking up and um, him doing what he was planning on doing. And then rounds four and five, you could you could see as more like, okay, he can't keep that up <laughs> at that rate uh, yeah. for that long. And he's going to get a little worse at it. And that's all, all Ferguson really needs. Plus, he's going to get more used to what RDA is doing and he'll adjust as well. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it was a really natural solution from Ferguson. But, I mean, he did everything you would want him to do um, to pursue that goal of, you know, taking the wind out of his sails and making him a less effective counterpuncher and making his game work against him. Because uh, it is really a tiresome style to pursue, uh, you know, giving up a lot of space, you know, evading a lot of shots, hitting big counters, hitting combinations, you know, what I mean, kicking really hard, uh, wrestling. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> like he's he's you know when it's one way traffic when it's all working he can go forever. Um, like against Pettis, he really put it on him and did not slow down yeah. at all the entire time. And even here, like like we, I I keep saying this, but he didn't slow down that much. Like it only took a little bit um, to, to make a difference. So it is interesting. Um, those less obvious like cardio dynamics, although everyone knows like when you talk about this fight, that's kind of what happened. But um, I think that sometimes people oversell it. Yeah, for sure. I think it, a lot of it's also just Ferguson making some smart adjustments down the stretch. 
I don't think he made any like big strategic ones necessarily. Like this is just the game that he plays. Besides, like between he rounds one and two. Well, yeah, but also you could generally say that Ferguson starts pretty slow, yeah. and like a lot of the adjustment going into round two was just pace, right? He started putting the pace on him, taking the front foot, which that's pretty normal. Um, but I think a lot of it was just our, uh, Ferguson figuring out the way that RDA's defense works with those punch kick combos, uh, lots of outside kicking himself to take advantage of RDA having really strong punch defense but also stuff that probably compromises him being able to defend kicks as strongly when he's, you know, expecting that sort of volume. Uh, and just, you know, lots of varying the routes of his shots. Like we saw Eddie Alvarez cause similar problems for RDA with mm-hmm. like, just the finish, right? Drawing out RDA's high guard, making it narrow, and then hooking around it. This one had the uppercut a lot more. It had the straights and closing the door with the jab and a lot of really sharp, sharp game planning from Ferguson down the stretch. Let's hear what Tony has to say. I'm guessing champ shit only. Where is McGregor? I think that's a strong bet. I got confused for a second. Like, why does he have a translator? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is uh, Mexico. So, yeah. Are you speaking Spanish? <laughs> he said, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering why I don't really remember any Tony Ferguson interviews from like after fights. I guess uh, <laughs> he doesn't totally do that, but they're interviewing RDA. <laughs> uh, yeah. All glory to God. I- I'm guessing that's what it's going to be, right? All glory to God. Um, I tried my best. Thank you to my team. You know, attitudes. I support it. Talking about the eye pokes. Uh, I mean, that's fair, actually. But he said he is a better fighter. He did a great job. I mean, as gracious as he could take that. He didn't mention God at all. He doesn't believe anymore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, he pointed He pointed up. Okay, there we go. That's enough for yeah. me. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, he's saying number one. Like, no, 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 he's pointing to God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty normal. Did anyone think he's saying number one? Uh, just for anyone who thinks that's oh, not yeah. what was happening. For the naysayers. Yeah, RDA does that in like every fight. Uh, I remember after Magni, he just started like cockily walking around while still pointing at the sky. Yeah, I enjoyed that uh, that a lot more than um, what did we watch recently? Ferguson Pettis, um, where yeah, yeah <laughs> the pressure was it worked, but it was a lot dumber um, than what yeah, he did here. Pettis was <laughs> Pettis was way worse at dealing with mm-hmm. it, which is why it looked a lot better. Yeah. But. yeah. So thank you, Alex, for uh, having us watch that. It was, it's always annoying to watch RDA lose, but he didn't lose because of any like huge mistakes in this one. It was kind of the natural, the natural dynamic of where they were at. He didn't like undersell his ability in in too many uh, ways. So, you know, can't be mad about it. You just got to be happy for Ferguson and be like, yeah, that's that's probably the best version of him we've, we've ever seen. I know people. We talk about like the best Tony Ferguson fight. People typically like Tony Ferguson because he's loose and you know he does a lot of crazy stuff and you know he uh, yeah there's a lot of collisions, a lot of crashing and he, like he doesn't fight particularly smart in like a uh, measuring things sense. Yeah. In this in this fight <laughs> he did, uh, but you know like the Barbosa fight, things like that. That's typically what people think of. But I don't know. He's had tons of fights where he's been more careful um, and took his time figuring stuff out. Like a uh, Josh Thompson was is one of his better. Uh, better performances as well and that was a very i mean there were definitely chaotic moments but um 
that one stands out to me as well as, as one of his uh, really good ones. Yeah, this is one of those fights where I think he really, really needed both because the way to beat RDA, it's generally to push him back, but you're not going to do that without putting this sort of work rate on him when you're mm-hmm. not like a control wrestler can freak him out into giving ground. Uh, so Tony definitely needed the sort of aggression that's become his trademark, but he also needed to apply it in a way that didn't just lead to several round ones yeah. uh, where, you know, RDA could just walk him into counters and kick him a bunch. Like that, that was a risk here. And RDA looked strong enough on the back foot that that is a conceivable way he could win a fight like this. It just didn't happen because Ferguson was able to sort of synthesize those two pieces that he yeah. needed to be, you know, both smart and crazy. Mm-hmm. I think this was definitely the best Tony we've ever seen. Uh, since this, it was just, what, Pettis and Cowboy as wins, yeah. right? Yeah, so I think it, it was all downhill from there. Just even oh, Kevin Lee was fights. after this, right? Oh, yeah, Kevin Lee. I forgot mm-hmm. about Kevin Lee. But even that wasn't like this strong of a performance by a long yeah, shot. Yeah, it was kind of a bad performance, although yeah. he did win. <laughs> so, like, I think this was, it's both his best win and his best performance, which, I mean, that's good. I'm glad to see that. Uh, found a consistent way to beat a guy who I think a lot of people would consider a formally sounder fighter mm-hmm. in, like, pretty much every phase. He just strategized and thought his way through it. So props for good that. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Good job, Tony. Uh, I believe I gave this an A by American standards. I think this was a 90 win. I don't remember, but anywhere between like 87 and 90, 91. I think that's a fair range. I mean, it's one of the best RDAs we've seen too. Um, yeah. He, he did really well. It was just like we said, uphill, uphill type of matchup. And at the right weight. So like we're at welterweight, I think you could explain away a lot mm-hmm. of stuff as size disadvantage here. It wasn't really all that. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I think you could, it depends on what you think of RDA's approach, whether you think it was, he took the back foot willingly, which is kind of more suspect, or he was forced onto the back foot, which I think it's probably a combo of both, and you could give him a fairly high rating of this. I think that was a built-in, a built-in idea, but I don't think he was expecting to have to give up as much space as he did. Um, That's true. Yeah, I think that's typically how it goes in in those deals. Same with the, like, Barboza. I don't think he thinks he's going to be going all the way back to the cage and doing a circle around it. But uh, people push past where he's used to them being comfortable. Plus, when you're really a big hitter and counter puncher, I think you're used to people leaving you alone after you <laughs> counter them really hard, like in the gym. Yeah, um, that's why it helped at featherweight for him, yeah. for Barboza, that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you, Alex. That was a good request. Enjoyed that one. And uh, more, more to come. Should we count yeah. it down? Uh, yeah, three, two, one.